Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Joining us in the studio now, our guest, very happy to welcome Angie Hollywell. And Angie is the speaker in self on self-mastery for professional success. Angie, welcome to Weekend Mornings. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, thank you for the welcome, the warm welcome. <laughs> welcome to you as well. Yeah, Angie, you know, tell us a little bit about the, you know, this idea of self-mastery and, and the necessity for uh, professionals who are maybe caught up in their workday and work environment to to be mindful of these things. Yeah. So I know from working in London for many, many years, which is where I'm from, that we get a little bit stuck in the rat race and it's no different here within yeah. within Singapore. And when you're stuck in that rat race, you just feel like you're really on a bit of a hamster wheel. Mm. Like there's no real time for you to stop and think about uh, what it is that you want to do, where you're heading. It's just very much you're just stuck in this uh, rhythm and cycle, right? (laughs) You're just stuck in this like eat, sleep, repeat. But actually what I started to recognize in myself is that you start to um, feel a little bit misaligned. Like it's it's not really what you want to be doing. It's not a nice feeling when you're in that mode. There is no zest uh, in mm. your day-to-day existence, that fulfillment isn't isn't there. And yet, you have to keep going because you got bills to pay exactly. and all of this. There's no yeah. time to really take time out to exactly. re- recalibrate. Yeah, so it's this horrible cycle that starts to repeat itself, mm. and you feel like there's no real way out of it. Like this is just the way things are. This is just the way. This is just reality. Mm. Um, and I started to 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 realize myself when I went through my own personal journey that really it's uh, it's not really the situation. It's how you are approaching the situation. Being able to manage your thoughts, your mind, your emotions, to be able to create you know a different reality for yourself rather than just succumb into something. And so, when did it happen to you? You experienced this yourself, you said, and then oh, what yeah. did you do about it? <laughs> so we're going back about seven years, mm. and I really felt like it was eat, sleep, repeat. Like it's like that film uh, Groundhog Day, right? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, really, is this it? Mm. And I, uh, I did. Uh, I don't know if this was a mistake. It felt like a mistake at the time, but actually, maybe it was. Uh, it was a blessing, but I actually worked out how many years left I had of work. Oh. And at that point in time, it was something like 30 years. So I'm just like, what? <laughs> this is it? This is all there is? Yeah. So it really just made me have a little bit of a sense check Yeah. about, okay, I think we need to look at this because I can't do this for the next, th- I can't have this feeling for the next 30 years. You know, in Singapore, there's so much, everyone is always stressed. Everyone's mm-hmm. working hard, traveling. Their schedules are just very complicated, mm-hmm. generally speaking, for, for workers, for many of our listeners who are business people. What course do you take them through or what elements do you take them through to, to get them back into this place of being more balanced or, or being able to make changes if they want to make changes yes. in their career? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple of things that are really critical for professionals to really regain control of what's happening because that's what we're talking about here. Just feeling like you're just a little bit more in control. You're sharper in mind. You're more confident in the way that you're showing up at work. Mm. And one of the, the main things is is where your attention is going. We get so distracted. You're at your desk. You're trying yeah. to meet a deadline. And then you get a WhatsApp message from somebody. And then you're distracted by that. And you're responding to that. You're like, oh, no, hang on a minute. I should have been. I should be doing this. Yeah. So we get so distracted. So I teach people how to elevate their thinking so they can accelerate their careers. Mm. And the main fundamental that I am I, I'm taking people through is mindfulness. Because mindfulness allows people just to stop for a moment, remove themselves from this busy, chaotic environment to be able to take stock of what's really happening and what they need to do next 
when they jump back in. Mm. Now, this whole idea of mindfulness sounds kind of new agey, though, yes. right, to most people, especially yeah. if you have a hardcore business person. What, you know, in a practical sense, what is that, what is being mindful what does that What does that actually mean, and mm. how can it benefit somebody? Sure, yeah, it's it's funny. We think about it as a new age thing, right, yeah, or well, a bit woo woo. Uh, uh, not, not to speak in a pejorative way about it, well, but no, but uh, you know, it's for some hardcore business people, it might be a little bit hard to grasp. Sure, 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 sure. And I think I was there once as well. Yeah. Um, it's been around for two thousand years. It's a very old practice. Mm. It's a you know, a lot of wisdom that used to exist, right? That we can definitely utilize now. And when you look at some of the top leaders, when you look at people like Gary V, Jack Ma, you look at. Um, uh, uh, Jeff Weiner, who is the CEO of LinkedIn, they all practice mindfulness because they know that the mind gets very cluttered mm. and they need to declutter so that they can actually be sharp and make the right decisions in business mm. and in life. Yeah. So what is what are some of the practices of mindfulness? There'll be listeners tuning in who say, yeah, it's, it's a, as you say, it's quite mm. a broad term. What sure. can they actually do mm. to achieve this mindfulness? Sure. Okay. Mm. So there's a couple of different um, angles that you can take to be mindful. Uh, there is meditation, which most people will probably think about when you think of mindfulness. Mm. But actually, when I first started to learn mindfulness, I didn't resonate with meditation it wasn't something that i felt that i wanted to do i tried mm -hmm. it my mind was all over mm -hmm. the place i didn't like it i thought i couldn't do it so i just kind of parked that to one side didn't think i was good at it so i actually learned through informal practices so i learned how to just stop the mind for a moment whilst i'm having conversations and just be very present with my attention only in that conversation. So if you're a manager and you're running a team meeting, if you're a board director and you're having a, a pitch, for example, with clients in the boardroom, you want to be very present with what's happening in that room, mm. not only about what is being said, but also picking up on mannerisms that are there in the obvious. And if you're in a mindful state and in a mindful mode, you'll be able to pick up on that. Is it, is it too obvious to say uh, first thing that takes away most of our mindfulness would be our device, right? Our yeah, handheld, either our sure. phone or our tablet or whatever. So mm. when you get into that meeting, turn the phone off, over, away. Is, is that a, like a first concrete step? Yeah. I remember teaching, uh, I remember... Because no, uh, that's remember hard having, for most people to get away from. I know. It's, it's, it's like our hand, right? Yeah. Our phone is it's like a third hand. hand. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like attached to it. Yeah. Um, I remember walking into a, a very senior um, executive meeting when I worked at Fox um, TV. And we were going to be there for 90 minutes and there was some training and some, um, some presentations that we needed to deliver as HR. And mm. we needed their full attention. We needed some decisions to be made. We needed some outcomes by the end of it. And they were all there on their phones. Mm. Like, I know, I get it. It's busy. Life is busy. There's always a million and one things that you could be doing and a million and one places that you could be. But be full, if you're here physically, also be there mentally so that actually maybe we could be more productive in that time. So I just had to kind of say, okay, phone's down. So what do you do? A phone basket by the door? You know, that's a typical or <laughs> a, a time-honored, you know, yeah. thing. And just, just put them physically away from everybody, not just turning them over. You could do that. It does you make could. people nervous, though, right? Not yeah, to have that take, access. Where's it going? Where's my, where's my phone going? Yeah, somebody yeah. calling me. Yes. What, what are some other things that people can do? You, you know, when you talk about how, how you can actually really focus in on people mm. during your discussions, mm. are there cues that the other person can give you that you can that you can focus in on? Yeah, so the, the, the whole principles behind mindfulness is that you're not evaluating information. You know, when we're having conversations, our brain is processing, right? Our brain is trying to process 
what they're saying, but also how am I going to respond? Mm. So just sort of pulling back from that urge to think about, oh, how am I going to respond to this and just listen to the information. Mm. And actually a very um, simple thing that I was taught very early on is actually just to um, switch from the very thinking, 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 rational brain when you're in a conversation and actually just switch into more of what you're hearing through your sense of, 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 of hearing. Mm. Like what, what are you actually receiving in words and actually heightening the awareness onto your, your ears, your listening? Because mm. then you're moving into sensing rather than thinking mm. and that will allow you to be present with the conversation. And would there be techniques with this or is it just a case of a will thing where you've, you're sitting in that meeting or that mm. conversation with your boss and you're just, you know, you're just focusing so hard on just the listening component mm. of the conversation? Is that something you encourage or, or is there actual techniques that they can work on to improve their listening capacity? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot behind the scenes that people need to understand to be able to do it well. But it says nothing. It's a very inbuilt natural ability for us, what I'm talking about here. It's not mm. something that you have to learn. Actually, it's something that we need to relearn or mm. rediscover. We or tap into. Have it, right? We have to tap into mm. it because there's so many things that have been plonked in front of it that we, uh, we just can't, we can't access it on demand. But even if you haven't been through any mindfulness training or you haven't been to any workshops uh, about it, you can still intentionally focus your attention on a conversation. As the founder of the the Natural Genius Academy, you've trained people in 11 different countries over continents. Mm. Is there a cultural component to mindfulness that needs to be thought about? Does it work differently? Do the steps work differently here than than Australia than somewhere else? Mm. I think what I like about mindfulness is that it kind of cuts through all of those layers. Mm. <laughs> you know, when you, when, you, when you think about it, whether we come from Singapore, from the UK, from Australia, wherever, the psychology of a person is the same. Obviously, there are some other layers on top of that. Uh, but mindfulness cuts through that because it's something that is innate within us as a human being, mm -hmm. no matter where you're from. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, I guess, dissolves that. But can There's the distractions be different? I mean, obviously, a, a city mindset, for example, mm, may mm. be different to a rural mindset. Mm. I mean, Glenn last week was in uh, Indonesia. And we were mm. joking about how their, their idea of how they might run a city hotel would be very different to how Singapore would run a city hotel. Yes. And therefore, their mentality, their mindset, their mindfulness would be very, very different. So is there that element that, you know, uh, what we might consider mindfulness in a very intense city like mm. Singapore or Manhattan mm. may be different to someone who's living in a, re in a different region, for example? We definitely have different perceptions. We come mm. at it from a different perception. But when you learn what it is and experience it, it's the same, right? Because mm. you're accessing the same thing. But we definitely have our own different views on what it might be and how it can benefit us. And yeah. I think when it comes to professionals, really, people want to know, how is it going to help me improve my game? How is it going to help me elevate to that next level? How is it going to help me be a sharper leader? How is it going to help me really um, you know, step up into a different space from where I am right now? Angie, how can people find you if they want to get more information about what you do and, and how you might be able to help them? Sure. So if people go to my website, which is uh, naturalgeniusacademy.com, I'm actually going to be running a workshop, which is on the 7th of December, called Supercharge Your Success to um, Accelerate Your Career. And this is exactly what it's going to be talking about, mm. the mind hacks and what people can do to really accelerate that career through elevating their thinking so they can be sharper in mind, more confident um, professionals, um, so that they can really raise their game to that next 
next level. So it'd be great to, uh, if people are in that mid-career crisis and yeah. they want to change things, it would be great to have them there. Awesome. Angie Halliwell, the coacher, speaker on self-mastery, professional success, founder of the Natural Genius Academy. Thanks so much for being with us on Money FM. Pleasure. Thank Thanks, you so much. Angie. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.